Hey mama, Shaz here. I'm a millennial mama to a toddler, a makeup artist, plant mom, and oh, editor at Sassy Mama. Join me as I chat with other cool mamas and dads to get the scoop on family life and of course, top tips for getting your babies to sleep through the night and how to help your tweens go completely device-free. <laughs> Just kidding, but we'll try our best. Welcome to the Sassy Mama Unfiltered Podcast. So co-parenting, it's when a divorced couple commits to raising their kids together for whom they share equal responsibility of. And it's also been called platonic parenting and a variation of it is something called conscious uncoupling, which may sound familiar to you because it's been popularized by people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin when they had their amicable split back in 2014. So today we chat with Class 95 DJ and single mama of to Sophie Golifer, who is currently in a co-parenting relationship with her ex-husband. And when she's not on radio or chasing after her adorable little girls, she actually works on her own Mediacorp podcast called Hey Mama and Get This. Most recently, she actually did an episode on co-parenting featuring none other than her ex-husband Nicholas as her guest, which is crazy to me and I think it's just so amazing. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Feels cool to be here. Yeah, it's really nice space, right? I have to say, I'm really, really nervous sitting here across somebody who literally talks for a living. Oh my God, when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I mean, everybody loves hearing your voice on the radio. Hey, but on not. the flip side, um, it feels really strange being in this position. Right. I'm here with no notes. I'm taking the cue from you. It's, yeah. it's really weird being interviewed. Yeah, it's just cool. it's a conversation. I mean, it's chill, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what you tell your guests also when All you do. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's just start. I mean, speaking of what you do for a living, walk us through like a typical day in the life of Sophie. Like, what's it really like being a radio DJ? Oh my goodness! I knew this question was coming, and uh, it's a difficult question because every day looks different. And I'm sure this is the case for a lot of people during these times, right? Yeah. Um, for me, on a typical day, uh, I wake up in the morning. Usually, I have my kids. Unfortunately, they've been getting up super duper early today Gosh. as well, five ish. I saw your Instagram story. Oh, you posted like, about it. Girls, yeah. come on! You know, it's 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 a, these are strange times, and I think that we try to get sleep where we can. Mm. And a lot of people think that because um, we're not going out partying and stuff, we're sleeping lots. But I think people are just generally quite on edge and yeah, stressed out. Yeah. Um, so they're up pretty early. Um, How and old are they again? They Sorry? are three and four. Aww, Coco so is three. Right. Bowie Rose is mm. four. I have two girls. Oh, um, nice. Which I'm currently just. I'm loving it. I'm loving having the girls, even though I swore that I was going to have boys. But you know, <laughs> we got giving girls, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. So they're, they're up pretty early, and then um, we get them ready for for school. Mm. Uh, Bowie takes the bus at 7.07 .07, and Coco takes the bus at 8.07. .07. I love how specific it is. Oh no, it's... I think it's, the, bus, the bus services in Singapore, especially for school buses, is really like that, right? Hey, they're never late, you know? You're <laughs> not know, there, they're gone. They're yeah. like, bye! <laughs> not waiting for you girls, oh, no. no. <laughs> exactly, so they take the bus and then um, depending on what I have on in the morning, if I can squeeze in an hour for a CrossFit workout, I'm going to do it. Wow. Um, on a day that I can, I'll quickly just jump in there and do it. Even during COVID times, they've, they've been able to keep running with masks on, of course, right. and keeping it safe and sanitized. But that kind of sets me up for a sane day, especially mm. if I'm 
tired. Um, and then with them gone, I'm like, woohoo, that's when I get everything that I need to get done for the day done, whether it is prep, yeah. um, podcast recording, yes. whether I need to shoot something. Uh, I recently started a little bit of TV hosting wow. for sports. I mean, so whether it's prepping stuff for that, uh, podcast stuff, on-air stuff, I will meetings, I will use that as an opportunity to schedule everything in the morning. Yeah. Um, even if it's like a self-care thing for me, I need to have something done, like nails or whatever, yeah. I'll do it in the, in the morning. Um, I then quickly nom down some lunch. And speaking of parenting, I do have a midweek mommy meltdown every Wednesday. And that's where um, we go. Well, we're going to start going live on Facebook every Wednesday and just chatting with parents. And during this time when a lot of us do feel isolated, you can feel like if you don't see other people that you're the only human in the world. Right. Yeah. So we get together and we chat. So join us for that. And then after that, um, if there's production or anything that needs to be done, I'll do it then. And then I'm back home to see the kids who mm. have been home for a while by that stage. Your, yeah. your day sounds ridiculously hectic. No, it's not. It's really not. Wow. <laughs> I mean, all I feel like all moms are super moms. And I've got friends who have office jobs. Um, maybe you, you can relate to this because office hours, I just find are really grueling. And yeah. hats off to anyone that has to do it from home because mm. with kids and distractions, it's impossible. Definitely. So these I are think, challenging times. Yeah, especially now when, you know, HBR is like on and off and all that. So, oh my God, don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to talk about your whole co-parenting experience, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, we understand you are in a, a, a co-parenting arrangement with your ex-husband Nicholas so what exactly is the arrangement like well I mean the reason why I wanted to jump on here and talk about this is because I believe whether we want to admit it or not a lot of people are in this situation in this modern day and even though it may not feel ideal to begin with having a place where we can talk about it and see where we can help each other out is really really important and I kind of wish I found a podcast like this when I first went into it because it was really daunting. Yeah, and now I feel like um, every situation is different, but we're at a place now where things are really, really good. Uh, mm. As you mentioned, we're co-parenting. And I like the bit you said about, what is it? Platonic parenting. Platonic parenting, Because yes. I feel like that's what sums up our situation. Mm. Um, we are, as you know, we're divorced. Right. Um, we have shared custody of our girls. We have a 50-50 split. Of mm. course, because the week is... Seven days. Yes, yeah, seven yeah. days. It's likely <laughs> in my favor. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents going into a split situation, one of the fears is that you're going to miss out. Mm. And that's that was really difficult. I know, I know for, for Nick, yeah, he was terrified about that. So our relationship aside, it's that relationship with the kid, right? You Well, the kids, you want to see them. You want to know what's happening. As a mom of two young kids, having to let go a couple of nights a week was really hard for me to begin with. But I had to keep telling myself, they're not on the moon. They're with their dad. Yeah. You know? And we decided together that, you know, we were going to have children and we want to raise them together. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. And um, if you can come to a place, I think, where you're friends it's ideal and I, I get every situation is different and sometimes that's the last thing you want yeah, you break up with someone and you don't want to see them every day right. you don't want to have a whatsapp chat with them um first though we have a little uh little whatsapp chat for the kids right um together with our helpers so everyone's on the same page yeah because they're, they're going to school sometimes from different houses and we need to know what to pack and what activities to have it's definitely an exercise in organization something that neither of us to be to begin with we're very good at and that we've gotten better at I've become the administrator and the reminder um, he's really stepped up with 
taking them out and spending that quality time with them whenever you can yeah Yeah. teaching them stuff like riding a bike Mm. um taking them to the dentist and stuff like that and i i feel that they're becoming really really close so they are four nights a week with me and three nights with their dad and i i i hear from other parents that it's it's usually not so evenly split Mm. Uh, i don't know what the reason is um, but the way that we decided to set it out, it was to live really close. Right. Um, so it's easy to commute. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, their father, Nick, is from a divorced background mm. and learned from that, that being too far away, it's tough for them because they miss out on activities with their friends because they're commuting. Right. Singapore's so small, so we're lucky, exactly. but uh, we're neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty much neighbors. So <laughs> him and me, it's easy for them to pop over and we don't get that sense that they are missing us mm. and, and crying for us when they have to leave because they know they're so close yeah. so that's the first so thing. they still have the best of you know both uh, parents totally mm. yeah or if um one of us has a work thing or an event pops up and we we have to go to that the other one can step in very easily right. so that's the living close and then the second thing is um we try our best as a rule we don't badmouth each other yeah. in front of them that's i think really tough like when okay so <laughs> i i came from a divorced background as well mm. i my parents split when i was 12 and being in such a in between you know tween slash teen age you you're so hyper aware of such things especially because it's happening all around you and you of course first of all you ask yourself is it because of me mm. is it because of me and my siblings and i always had to navigate these kind of conversations that would happen between my mother and my father each of them would be telling me different things and I'll be like okay what do I do first of all what do I do with this information (laughs) and a lot of the times I guess especially with that generation they they do a lot of projecting you know without finding um, their own sense of um, peace with the whole situation yeah it's a tough it's such a tough situation right. and i i never blame or judge anyone for doing that uh in relationships or in, in life projecting and letting it out sometimes i think that's the healthiest thing um but i think for myself i, ju- I just wanted to make sure that they know it's not their fault kids right. are sensitive even at a young age yeah, yeah. to fighting on sometimes you're just projecting mm. and they're listening yes and it makes them anxious right and uh we we just wanted to be on the same page with that because look sometimes when you break up with someone uh, you, you know you have a lot of emotions about the person you can't be like oh yeah you're an angel you know things are difficult and um if you're not aligned on certain things and you you want to sometimes just let it out mm. uh we make sure as a rule we don't badmouth each other if there's an issue we're gonna communicate uh with each other about as it as much as possible as yeah. much as possible mm. and uh yeah that's what we try to do right right so let's talk about that podcast episode like the <laughs> fact that you guys managed to sit down hash it all out and still remain so amicable and at peace with the whole thing it's just amazing do, do you get a lot of questions from other people about this relationship that you have i actually do uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you you know what that podcast right. uh the night before i was i, w- I didn't sleep i was oh, so anxious sure. i was like yeah. am i doing the right thing why are we even doing this um could we not use a different example maybe other people who are divorced not have me them, not, not me, me and my I relationship yeah <laughs> you know it felt really revealing it made me super anxious vulnerable um, too i'm sure yeah. i mean I, I didn't know how it was gonna go mm. to be honest with you um, oh, let's start from the beginning. How, how, what was it like when you broached the subject with Nick? 
Nick is if anyone that knows Nick knows that he's like yeah cool you know he was like so chill no he wasn't even a second thought he was like it sounds great yeah I'd be happy to help you out with your work and I'm like okay cool but if you also know him you know that he doesn't really have a filter Ah. sometimes uh he's crazy honest right <laughs> so even for the sake of my podcast he wasn't gonna lie mm. he was gonna come in and just bam right um so it was in a way a very it was kind of therapeutic but it was a heavy one mm. to hash out that stuff that we hadn't really even spoken about it, like in private behind it kind of gave us a reason to because mm. it had been a while things had settled down and it gave us a reason without the emotion just to hash it out in a way because when things first happen you just want to get away yeah um and you focus on your children because you you feel bad of yeah. course and some you sort focus, of escape yeah, yeah on yourself but mm. you don't want to look at that because i know for my case um and i know nick i think i can speak for him as well we're aligned on this we both felt like we'd failed right and that's such a tough thing to reconcile with yeah or yeah yeah. to like look yourself in the mirror and say like we tried this we failed and we have two children as a result um the label like divorcee and Mm. the word divorce um i'm the first one in my family actually to get divorced right and i remember my family they were shocked and sad for me Mm. and that made me feel worse right yeah so i think if you're listening in and you're going through this um I don't know. I, I don't, I want it to be a discussion that we can have yes. and be there for each other. Uh, definitely not easy. The first step, I think, is always talking about it, you know, yeah. just laying it all out and mm-hmm. seeing what's, what's just transpiring, I guess, instead yeah. of just having it all in your head and it becomes something else. We've definitely come a long way, mm. for sure. And yeah. I'm like lucky to say that my kid's dad is my friend mm. and we have each other's back right when it comes to the kids <laughs> who i'm sure are getting smarter i'm gonna try so and play sweet. us against each other <laughs> yeah so that was the other question i had like how do you think they've been coping with the whole situation with the separation and the divorce i mean the kids are super duper young they're mm. four and three when this started in motion and we separated i mean they were i wouldn't say they were babies right. but they, they were really young, really young and yeah. i don't know if they remembered a time when we used to go out as a family you know it's also during the pandemic predominantly as they've come to consciousness because they're still young and they don't have great memory of course at this age they just know who that who their dad is who Mm. their mom is and that they're very loved um by a lot of people yeah um i dare say because they're young they've dealt with it really really well i had a lot of worries about them um school because they're always pushing this this perfect family unit in school, of course. True, I mean, yeah. they, they, they're always talking about this and you're meant to introduce your family yeah. to your classmates and it's their way of teaching them how to communicate. And um, I was really worried mm. that it would upset them. Mm-hmm. But because it's what they know, they know they have two houses. Yeah. They know they have two parents. It's very matter of fact for them. They, Is dare it? I say, they seem happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard to know what would have happened in a parallel universe yeah. to them. But um, I'm, I'm happy to say, like, because there's no fighting and yeah. everyone's getting on and um, owning that decision, they seem quite happy. Yeah. And I guess it's just a matter of the fact that they have, like, not just one safe space, but two, and they can rely on the both of yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, know. I'm constantly checking in with him. Yeah. Just, I would say excessively, just to make sure that they're okay. Mm. Or if they say something to him, um, he'll let me know what they've said right. so that I can follow up. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. And it, I guess it's not even different from parents that are together because sometimes they're so busy. Mm. They also have to check in via text. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah. it's okay. I mean, especially your older girl, she's like four, right? Mm-hmm. Has she ever asked any like difficult questions? 
put two and two together and then seeing like, oh, this is slightly different from what, you know, other people or other kids in my class. I mean, there have been times when um, it's time for her to go over to his house Mm. and she's feeling particularly manja to me that week. You know, it happens because they're young. They're super young. Yes, the clinginess. Yeah, she wants me to come over as Ah, well. I see, yes. Um, And I know that their dad hasn't seen them for the last two days or the last day and he's itching to get some time with them. Uh, In which case, we we try to handle it very calmly and not get emotional and say it's okay you're gonna go over there and watch a movie with dad and Mm. i will see you tomorrow i'll be at my house um she hasn't really been like why don't you two live together or anything Mm. like that she has a picture of us um in her room of the whole family and um that was a difficult conversation nick had to have with her because she said to him it it made him very emotional she said um i have a surprise for you Mm -hmm. he was putting her to bed he said yeah what is it and then she took out the picture look it's daddy it's mommy and then that's me and he said that it was innocently her just saying, look, this is the, these are the people I love. Right. But to him, it felt, it felt tough. Of course, yeah. You know, like, it became I've done a this, yeah, I've done this to her. Um, but she was fine. <laughs> we just have to, you know. Isn't that usually the case? Like, this whole, like, storm we, just brew in we your We want to cry, but um, she <laughs> but was just okay. saying, you know, <laughs> look. This is, this is my fact. family, yeah. It's this a is fact, a picture yes. of my family. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to know, look, we're still a family, we still love you, mm. even though we are divorced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be tough because I have, I mean, I, I, I think it's nice that we are now in a in a time where divorce is not uncommon. I mean, although some people might think that, oh, you know, our divorce rates are, get, yeah. are, are, are rising, you know, we should be worried and all that. But I think I see it as a way that people are being more honest with themselves. If they're not happy, they times get have, Yeah, I think times yeah. have changed. And I think that we've all kind of seen the... I wouldn't even say typical, but the the situation where mom or dad has decided to stay because mm. that's just what they've been told they must do. For the kids. Yeah, for the know? kids yeah. And, and, and for the marriage and for the family. Mm. And uh, in some cases, maybe they go, they weather this very difficult few years and they come out of it better, and yeah. things are better. Mm-hmm. And in other cases, nobody's happy. Yeah. All and the way to the end. And the and kids are like, please just get a divorce. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you have to I start. beg you, you know. <laughs> and the kids start begging and it's like. <laughs> please. Like, this is, at the end of the day, life is so short and uh, we just want to be happy, right? Yeah, that's true. So, I I know so many people who have divorce backgrounds or have been through divorce themselves. And one friend of mine has kids um, around the same age group as yours. So, I think her youngest is uh, five, maybe. Mm. And then her eldest, she's, she's only got two. The eldest is about eight. So, the younger one is coming to terms with the whole thing a bit more uh, in, in a more difficult way than the o- and then the older sister so he has that whole oh uh, why can't you follow uh, us go to you know daddy's place um, you know I, I, I you know sometimes I still wish that we could all go out together you know mm-hmm, that kind of thing totally, and she, yeah, yeah she tells me the same thing it's so difficult to have such conversations but they're just stating it as a fact it's just a normal thing for them it's observations you know yeah. and they're just saying they are desire sort of but yeah. it's fleeting and then after that they forget I mean it tug- yeah it tugs at our heartstrings but <laughs> my does. daughters also asked me if I could come to school with her you oh, know yeah, you know stuff like true. that and I'm like I can't yeah <laughs> please no <laughs> yeah yeah that's true it's just the clinginess at that age mm. group as well so you mentioned um, you know you've had some opinions from family members as well how have they taken to the whole decision um, between you and Nick to actually co-parent mm. because I think in their generation it's it's such a foreign thing right co-parenting the term probably just only came up very recently also. yeah I mean that's one of the good things about 
the modern world mm, co-parenting. Yeah. Um, I mean, they took the divorce not so well because they were worried for me, not because they weren't supportive of me and the mm-hmm. decision. Um, and I think that they were the typical thinking is, oh, no, she's going to have to do this all alone. Right. Um, but of course, my family and my friends are thrilled for me that we are co-parenting because uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's ideal. He's he, he I knew he wasn't just going to run off and I knew that he really <laughs> cared for the children. Right, um, but of course, in some cases, it's not that the dad doesn't want to co-parent yeah, like yeah. he can't or mm. or things are just really quite bad and right. and you know it, it it's not conducive for yeah. him to have them maybe three or four nights a week True. or three nights a week yeah. uh, every situation is mm. different but um yeah everyone is supportive yeah yeah so i mean definitely after the whole divorce happened you guys actually had a lot um with the kids on your mind like you know your decisions and all that i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure when you found a place you made sure each of you had conducive like environments for the mm-hmm. kids and all that yeah, that's nice to know. I mean, like you said, not everybody is great. Uh, um, it's tough. Yeah, fortunate enough to be in such a situation mm-hmm. where both parties want to, you know, do this together, right? Yeah, or sometimes one side works nonstop, mm. and if you work nonstop, it's it's difficult then for you to look after them in the evening and get them ready in the morning. And I, I feel lucky for that, but I I totally empathize and sympathize with people who are in that situation. During this time, I mean, it, it's such a modern period where you know co-parenting and divorce is so common, right? What were some of the resources? Do you have any resources that you looked to when you were navigating this whole thing? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that we we have this actually this platform mm. to talk about it. Um, when you're going through it for the first time, you don't really know anything, right. right? It's a little bit like it's a stage that you just never thought you'd have to, something you'd never thought you'd have to deal with, Yeah, first right? Of mm. um, and in a lot of ways, re- resources are important to see what other people have done and what experts say will have the best outcome. But you also have to trust your judgment and what feels right for your family, yeah, depending on your situation. It's a very individualized yeah. thing also, you know, it depends on what your yeah. kids... Because mm. it's easy to say, oh, live next door. Mm. What if you don't want to live next door? What if you can't? Sure. You know, what if you can't find a house in the neighborhood that your ex lives? Maybe you, things were not good and you don't want to live so close. So you, you kind of have to feel your way through it and, and figure it out. Right. Yeah. Were there were there like any teasing uh, problems in the beginning? Like did you take a while to get Yeah, it was groove? terrifying. I was like, I'm scared. Mm. I'm I can't be- like, well, we've been together for 10 years and you suddenly in a situation where you're on your own and I was always confident the way that I parented and I knew we were on the same page, but it felt it felt really unsettling to come to terms with it. Mm. Um and obviously no one goes into a marriage thinking they're going to end up in this situation yeah. and you've two young kids and stuff. So I think it was terrifying for both of us. Um, but what what I will say is with time, things always get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it did. It, it took you a while before the both of you were, you know, uh, finally on the same page and then doing it like as a routine rather than just... I think just coming to terms with the fact that we were okay with each other to, to chat about stuff mm. and now we're at the place where we're friends. But I think initially it's so hard because you're you're not together anymore. So yeah. you don't want to keep checking in on each yeah. other and you you need to communicate for the kids, but you don't want to keep texting your ex. Mm. Your ex, And it's different, I think, when you don't have children. You're like, see ya, don't yes, talk to me, bye. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason. To. In mm. fact, it's probably healthy not to speak to your ex <laughs> if you don't have kids. Um, then suddenly you've got kids in there and it's like, she has a PTA. Right. Do you want to do it? I would like to do it. You know, and I had to come to terms with that FOMO. Mm. It's such a strange term, but like, that's what I felt initially. Like, what if when they're older, um, they choose to be with dad full time 
or they they don't need want me in a life or I miss out on this experience with them. I miss out on um, a big milestone with mm. them. I was really scared about that. Um, but since then, I think I think we're doing we're doing okay. Mm, right, right. So what, like synced calendars and do you have any of those in um, I mean, we're, we're constantly WhatsApping back and forth and planning. Mm-hmm. It's a constant exercise in, in organization, which <laughs> I'm getting better and better every single day at. Um, but yeah, and, and figuring out holiday, school holidays. Right. What do we want to put them in? Mm-hmm. Who's going to take leave? Who wants to do this? Um, traveling when it opens up. Yeah. How's that going to work? Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, it, it's it's constant work. So I would like, to, I think one thing I didn't know, well, I know now for sure, is that like uh, when you just because you're not in a romantic relationship anymore, you're still working on a some some form of relationship because you have to keep constantly be checking in because of the kids and organizing that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a different kind of maintaining a relationship. Yeah, yeah, I guess with them in focus, there's more of a target. There's a goal, you know? Yeah. So at least you guys can work towards it. Mm. So now that you have, you know, such a great arrangement, um, you know, and, and, and really have already moved a little bit forward after the divorce and now you yeah. have you know this mm. whole thing with your with your kids um are you dating oh my god this question yes ah. i am dating <gasps> nice. and my ex is also mm. dating which throws another spanner into the works because now there's just more people involved yes. right um how long did it take you before you were comfortable with the idea of the of dating I think what scared me the most, and I actually mentioned this um, to my colleagues, uh, the Muttons who asked me about this, was mm-hmm. the fact that um, you have two kids. It's really different from breaking up with someone and looking for love or companionship, whether it's platonic or romantic with the same sex, right? Or whatever you're interested in, right? Because... Um, before, if you're married, um, I think if you're listening and you know, sometimes you just don't really have a lot of time to nurture additional relationships. You don't care for it. For me, I, I didn't have a ton of male friends, mm. nor did I bother. Yeah. Because life gets in the way yeah, and you're yeah. just doing your thing, this right? This is what I have. I'll just keep doing it. I, I was quite comfortable <laughs> just being at home. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super comfortable in a couple just doing couple things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't really need to have a ton of friends. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then you have to wrap your head around the fact that you have children. And I know for men, it's different. I know that my ex found it completely easy to separate. This is my time with my girls, with my kids, 100% on the kids. When the kids are at Soph's house, I'm going to date. Mm. And I'm going to just enjoy my, I guess, my singlehood and right. my dating, right? Yeah. You can separate it. But I, I don't know whether it's just me or whether it's a mom thing, but it's like you feel like once you have young kids and you're a mom, dating, is, it takes on a different meaning yeah. because we are not able to easily separate those emotions. And I would go into a date as a mom. Yeah, with a lot of baggage. Well, I yeah, think, kind right? of yeah. like anyone that you date seriously is going to need to know that I have kids and be okay with it because yeah. they need me. They're not teenagers. Mm. I can't just go off and run off to Barbados for a holiday with my new lover yeah, yeah. and expect my kids to look after themselves. They're it a, was heavy and huge. Yeah. And I know my mom was really worried for me. In finding uh, She just thought I was going to be alone. Mm. And I think she just pictured me like weathering the storm as like an old lady alone in a house. You know, eventually with like a bunch of cats. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Being eaten by my cats. And I think she worried about me and she thought, okay, when I told her like I'm, oh, I'm dating. Seeing people. She thought, um, 
that I was going to be 100% dating like a 50-year-old dad with four kids. You know, that was where I her see. mind went because you have kids and Naturally. you're a 30-year-old woman. Yeah. Um, you're only going to be dating uh, maybe an older, <laughs> like a divorcee who's in his 40s, um, who may be gone through like a midlife crisis <laughs> right. and has four grown kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where her mind went. I see. You know, so when I said oh no actually um the person i'm dating doesn't have kids she couldn't believe it wow. she was like what yeah 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 does he wear crocs like <laughs> she was she was worried <laughs> she's got a type in her head no it's she like, did because everyone oh, has goodness. everyone has assumptions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean of course um and no one really knows what it's like until you're in the situation yeah 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 that's true we had a recent article on sassy mama where we interviewed two uh single moms oh. you know uh on their dating life and what's like doing it in singapore i think especially during a weird time like oh a God. pandemic can't even meet anybody right exactly and it's like you know it, online dating is just not even similar to what it was back then because okay you get a few dates online but then if meeting up in real life is a whole other thing right and then of course broaching the whole like oh by the way i have like i had fun so kids. did i <laughs> i have two kids dun 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 bye yes exactly it's not for everyone right it's, it's almost like it's a specific person who possibly would be okay with it or doesn't want kids uh, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, or doesn't feel the need to go through that because i feel like in asia a lot of guys they want to start their family from Fresh. scratch Correct. yeah they, they you know maybe this is just the the modern world mm. but we're not ready for it yet yeah. you know I, I know it's really really difficult right. and i have um a friend who lives near me and and she's dating as well and you know it's it's difficult yeah it is it's it's you have this assumption that People only want to date um, single, no child, 20-year-olds or people in their 20s. You know, when you're looking for like a serious partner. That's true. Um, But I would say back yourself. You're special. (laughs) Everything will be fine. (laughs) So how do you, how do you approach it? Like when you go on, okay, I mean, how do you find people? Do you go on these like dating apps? No, I I, I will say I haven't. I know that like people do and I think that's great. Um, I'm terrified because when I first started dating, yeah. it was before this time. Mm. And, you, you know, I'd, I'd been with my ex for 10 years. Yes. Um, we've been married for seven. So, so it was before. Since, yeah. Well, yeah, it's been forever and it was before that time. Mm. And it's, it's not something I'm easily... I've got siblings on, on the apps and stuff. It looks really fun. Yeah. But I, you know, I, <laughs> I hadn't... I, you know, I, I'd rather... I'm a bit old school. Right. I have this idea, like, I'll bump into someone in a cafe, like in a movie, mm. or a friend will introduce me. Are you a romantic uh, am i or oh am i gosh. just really uh what do you call it it's impossible <laughs> <laughs> so you've just been looking to what like mutual friends i mean uh, strangers I, no i mean during this time i'm not really I, I haven't seen any strangers mm. but um i was close like friends with uh, someone who had friends mm. and you know through that you kind of meet acquaintances and you, you start talking to them but it changes it changes when you're not married anymore because yeah. when you're married you're like yeah you don't really care right. to entertain anything because like i said you've got kids and you're busy and you're mm. doing your own thing and you, you're not looking for platonic friends from the same sex well yes. i wasn't yeah um to me and you also if you have social media and people dm you 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 just delete because you it's just not the right you're just way. not yeah, yeah you're just not i mean i'm nothing against it but if you're in a mm. relationship you're not generally like exploring friendships with True. strangers you just don't do that yeah, yeah. um yeah, so I was I was lucky enough that uh, to meet 
my current partner through mm. my friends oh, nice. and um, started chatting at a time when things were really lonely, of course, during right. the pandemic. Yeah. And um, as you said, no one was really meeting anyone. No one still is. Right, right. You know so I mean? when you met him, he already knew of your situation. You have kids and all. So yeah, you didn't I have mean, to explain that? No, I mean, mm. I think a lot a lot of people know I have kids, like ah, friends of friends and, see, and acquaintances. Everyone knows yeah. I have kids. Yeah. And I think that automatically that's like, stay away, stay right, away. Right. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> um, but my, my current partner doesn't, I think I can say this, doesn't want kids mm-hmm. of his own. Um, so that's a unique situation. But um. I was scared. I was like, I'm about to, this probably is not going to be for you. And that's totally okay. Right, you know right. what? Because at the end of the day, you know, they're my kids and yeah. I can't be without them and I love them. Yeah. And uh, they're always going to be number one. So they come with me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. So how, what's the relationship between your kids and uh, your partner at the moment? Oh my God, it was actually quite scary because I remember when I first introduced and I know it was the same for my ex too. Mm. You don't want to force anything. Yeah, of course. And also it's completely their prerogative to come into the situation and be like, oh my goodness. Right. Because before I had kids, I I couldn't, it's brave because I, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. I couldn't have entered a situation where the kids were already there. Mm. Biologically, they're not mine. You might not feel connected to them. True. Um, maybe you're not a kid person, yeah. which I wasn't before I had kids. And now if you want to be with this person long term, you uh, you have to adapt and be expected to somewhat slot into this family dynamic. You mm. also ha- kind of have to be civil or okay or friends with, with the ex. Yeah. Because especially if the ex is co-parenting, if you're a single parent with no co-parent, it's different. Right. If you've got a co-parent, they're going to have to meet because yeah. if you're going to be around this person's children, they're probably going to want to know about it and make sure that they approve of you yeah, to yeah, some yeah. degree, even yeah. though it's not hundred percent their choice. But mm. uh, for me, it was important for them to be I around sh- somebody. It was actually was... my partner that said it's mm. important for me to meet their oh, father. Wow. It's important for me to meet their father so that he knows who's spending time right. around their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was terrifying. Again, all this has been terrifying, <laughs> but it all works out. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the the biggest part is the fear, you know, and then you finally do it. And it's I like, mean, yeah, oh, okay. It's actually, if you're like me, you're apprehensive about absolutely everything. everything until you go into it and you're like, everything will find a way. Right. It'll be okay. Yeah, 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 it all works out. Mm. Wow, nice. So so you and your partner have already met uh, your ex. And, and I have met my ex's partner. Partner as well. Yeah. Oh, right. And the kids are taking to both of them just fine. I mean, it's it's a oh, it's a difficult. This is quite a complicated situation, mm. right, for everybody. Um, obviously, the kids. I I try to look at it like it's just more people who care about them. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. takes a village to raise kids, anyway. It does. Uh, taking them out alone and caring for them by yourself can feel difficult and lonely sometimes. Um, and I I don't. We try not to. Initially, we didn't want to put labels on mm. it, right? Because you got to be sure when you introduce them that yeah. this is going somewhere. Of course, yeah, you can't yeah. just keep introducing them to a revolving door of people it's not fair on Mm. them you know especially if you're spending time around them um so you know you you start off by introducing them as a friend and um i don't even know how to take it's been it surprised me Mm. the kids kids are just wonderful like open-hearted creatures and they're just they love people and they love to be involved with stuff i guess at their young age it's just oh i'm just meeting you know one of mommy's friends yeah somebody new yeah i try not to confuse them Mm. um difficult questions do come up sometimes yeah like is so and so my family oh um 
but like I said, I wouldn't have introduced if if it was just a a flame. If I wasn't yeah. sure, because that's not fair on yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had to because be... they get attached. Of course, yeah. They're just yeah, they're cute. That's they just true. want to hang out with everyone. Even when my friends would pop over to visit, um, they would always ask about them yeah. for many many days. <laughs> when are they coming back? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so you know, when's Auntie this person coming? When's Auntie Lizzie coming back? Yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah. I was like, okay, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. But that that's nice to hear. I mean, it's it's rare that you have a situation where, you know, both parties are so willing to meet each other's partners as well. You know, uh, a lot of times I think, um, especially when the kids are involved, it's just like, oh, you get the scoop from the kids, right? Oh my God, see, I just don't <laughs> want that to happen. You know, it's just... <laughs> yeah you've got it's a, it's a bit of an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. to begin with like oh what's happening with you we catch up sometimes me and my ex what's yeah. happening with you yeah. you know and everyone's a bit coy yeah yeah until we realize like we are past that stage of feeling like hurt for one mm. another and then he would just overshare about his <laughs> you know who's and just laughing and i i eventually would share you know and then he'd be like yeah i figured like one of the kids mentioned something ah. and then I would just laugh, 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 laugh. Right, right, right. It's like, it's always been under the, under the surface. Yeah. Um, but you know, now, now things are good and I think it's just, it's more people to help and I think that's what my ex was a little bit concerned about. Like, mm-hmm. would I be able to handle it? Uh, my mental state is important mm. during this time because I'm looking after the kids, right? Yeah. So, we try to try to take any kind of ill emotions you might have about not knowing the person and is this person coming into my life and taking over my role and look at it like they are supporting my co-parent mm, in raising the kids. And yeah. I know this sounds very idealistic. It's not always going to be this way. Yeah. There might be sticky situations you have to navigate that are difficult or you, you might feel sidelined. Um, but you have to remember at the end of the day, it's it's for the kids. It's yeah. not for you. I guess yeah. it's important to have like, you know, open conversations yeah. and to always communicate. Well, sometimes just put your e- ego behind mm. you. You're like, yes, I'm, I'm the mom. I'm always going to be their mom. Yeah. Um, he's always going to be their dad. No one is going to try and take over that role. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Just so everybody's on the same page. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. So I guess I'm pretty sure a lot of, you know, single parents are going to be listening to this as well. Like, what advice do you have for them to move forward with co-parenting? And Yikes. How to <laughs> um, wow, this is actually a really difficult question. Mm. Again, like, you know, we mentioned earlier, it's all, it depends on your situation. It's like trial and error. Mm. But I think at the end of the day, if you, it's so easier said than done. Um just to think about think about the kids if you keep bringing it back to that you'll know what to do at the end of the day it's so easy to want to if you nitpick and you and you pull on this that negative string and you're like Mm. you said you did this and what's fair what's not fair um we agreed this we we didn't agree that um it's gonna never end and it's gonna be really difficult and um everyone's gonna get dragged through that so as difficult as it is, uh, I think try and work it out and communicate in mm. that sense. So even though maybe romantically it didn't work out, but I mean, when it comes to them, try and make it simple and don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And and if you feel guilty that it didn't work out for them, don't, you know, at the end of the day, you got to move forward and, 
and what's best for you is what's best for them and hugs thank you so much sophie for being here and talking to me um there's a lot of eye opening you know revelations there and i think a lot of people really really uh find it useful and it's amazing to see how you've taken everything in your stride you're a super mama no seriously. i'm not still trying i mean all of us are but the way you make it look so easy girl you know <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to keep up with sophie you can follow her on instagram at Sophie Golifer, uh, if you haven't already, and of course catch her on Class ninety five. Say hi. Yeah, go and log on to Class ninety five. Listen to her there, and uh, of course give her Hey Mama podcast a listen, especially that juicy co-parenting. Oh episode. my goodness, there's lots of other episodes too. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that are not about my baggage. Yeah, I mean it's all really great. Um, you know, really nice parenting nuggets here and there. So thank you again, Sophie. It's been great. Thank we you for having so me. We are so honored to have you here, and I really hope that we get to catch up again yes we will and stay safe thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode if you have any feedback or suggestions do drop us an email at sassy at sassymamasg.com or find us on social media we are sassy mama singapore on facebook and sassy mama sg on instagram this has been sassy mama unfiltered mm-hmm.